When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Happy day. I hope it's a happy day for you. Um, I have been having a really great day, getting so much done. And um, okay, I know I'm late to the game of the egg bites, but I am like in love with the Dunkin' Donuts egg bites and the Starbucks. And it makes me feel less guilty when I have a donut with the Dunkin' Bites because I, um, you know, getting that protein in. So I love, you know, I'm a big girl of like loving to find the protein things and, but I'm never not going to eat the carbs too. So <laughs> me and my daughter went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning. I had a little breakfast date and she's just, she's my 12 year old and um, I'm sure enjoying her. And she is just so fun today. And I just, I'm really trying to focus kind of on the little things and the joy of that. And it's funny that when I see like my brain of like, just little things in the day of like what I love, how much it changes my emotional state, you know? So like going in and getting an egg bite with a munchkin and being with her, like that is enough to fill me up with joy. And so we are going to kind of talk about like our reality and how we function in the reality of the day to day. And, you know, I am like a big person of like, most of us are like kind of fighting with what's going on with our life, like our circumstance of life. There's some aspect of it. And this kind of came up for me lately. Um, our, one of our daughter's mission is changing and it's shorter than she thought it would be. And I was really watching myself and seeing if I was fighting with how the story was changing and my grief around that. And I was really proud of myself because I really, um, was just kind of sitting with it, watching it and like having that clean pain of like that sadness and disappointment that it was a different ending than I thought it would be. But I wasn't feeling like something's gone wrong or things should be different. And so I was like, okay, so I'm learning how to not fight with reality. And this is a skill I'm going to teach you today of how you do this. And then I, um, cause like you have these situations that like, when the last time like something happened and it felt like it was a painful situation and you maybe had thoughts to yourself like this is so unfair it shouldn't be this way um and did any of those feelings those thoughts did that help you feel better to think that way probably not it most likely made you feel your emotions more intensely and you were clinging to that way of thinking of like um, that sadness and that unfairness and the intensity probably was created more and it became more likely like you were hurt somebody because of the hurt you were feeling. Because remember, hurt people hurt people. And so like, I know sometimes I do this where like I'm processing something and thinking it's unfair. And then I'm yelling at my kids more. You know, that's that type of, it trickles down. And it really is our human nature to try to fight with whatever is causing us pain. And sometimes a circumstance, how we interpret it, feels painful. And at some level, we think that if we continue to fight the situation, we can make it not true or make it go away. And when we fight reality in this way, though, it actually makes us feel more pain more, and it can make our lives worse. Um, so fighting reality doesn't make things better. It just ends up all the time causing us more pain. And the first step in accepting reality is really gaining awareness 
that you're resisting it. And I know like we do aren't even aware of it because when I coach, I do this all the time where they're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm accepting that my child is gay and I'm totally fine with it, but I'm starting to see like, like they're feeling anger and they're feeling um, some blame or some shame about it. And it's really hard to spot that we're actually like fighting with the reality and we're pushing against that reality. And so that it kind of comes through like bitter resentment, wishing things were different or thinking like this is unfair. Um, That is where you might be fighting reality. And so like two weeks ago, we were coming back from the beach and was dark and we were like trying, we're having to like go in one lane and we were zeroing down to one lane. And all of a sudden this car, like I was stopped and all this car, this car decides to wipe me in, took off like my front bumper and drove away. And um, it was dark at night. And they're like, it happened so fast that I like, didn't even like, like, like I was then stopped at light. So I couldn't go after the car. And like, I was just like, it, it was crazy. And so then we were going to dinner after and the whole night we we're like, oh my gosh, this is so unfair. What, what I should have like, I wish we had cameras on our dash. Like I wish I had got the license plate. You know, we we're just replaying it over and over again. And you know, just how unfair it was and how wrong it was. And I hate people who do this, right? There, like, there's so many horrible people out there who drive on the roads. And I didn't even realize that I was continuing to cause me pain and fighting reality till we got home. Cause my husband wasn't with us. And I'm like, hey, hon, look at like this happening. It's like, oh, that's too bad. Okay, so what do you want to do about it? I hadn't even gone to that point of like, do we call insurance? Are we just going to pay for ourselves? I was completely stuck with this is unfair and this shouldn't have happened. And that whole night, it ruined my whole night, right? Like I was like, and I felt like there was no option. Like I had to be angry. I had to be mad. I had to be upset. And this is the same thing as when like your child comes out. Um, where they, your brain gives you the story of you could only feel sadness about this. This is a bad thing. And I would say, feel that if that helps at all, but it doesn't, it just makes your life harder. So the trick to knowing the difference between what's actually happening and my perception is really understanding like whatever happens to us, it's neither good or bad. Like our circumstances are neutral. And I know like you're going to be like, Jenny, how is your car being hit neutral? That's a bad thing. Maybe like, I don't really understand how the universe or how God works. Okay. So believing that something has gone wrong, that is when you really are fighting with reality. And we label things as right or wrong because we really don't have the perspective of God. Like we are looking at it, our narrow perspective and not understanding all like my favorite thought is God is five steps ahead of me. And that my car being hit is a step that I don't understand. And it feels negative, but really actually is neutral. And it's part of whatever plan God has for me. And so I'm going to give you um, six keys if you are fighting with reality and, and like understanding like this, if this is what you're doing, you're fighting with it and what you could do. And the first thing, like I said, is believing something has gone wrong. And when you could really like look at your circumstance, like if you could really think my child says they are, they are LGBTQ. If that feels neutral, then you are not fighting with reality. If that feels painful, if that feels um, shameful, then you are still fighting with reality. 
okay? It's what we make it mean the next, right? That is what we make our child being LGBTQ mean. That is what causes us the pain. It is not our child being LGBTQ. That is neutral. So it's believing that something has gone wrong, whatever circumstance you're in, that your thinking is wrong. The second way you could fight with reality is looking for like limitations or barriers. We really are conditioned with our belief system and our past experiences to anticipate like how to figure out what's coming up next in life, if it's good or bad. And our brains are wired to look for evidence to support whatever perspective or belief we have. And if we have limitations and barriers in our life, we will find them really quite easily. And like, you know, especially if you're Christian and your child comes out, that might feel very limiting and um, worried about like how their life is going to be. And you're going to really focus on how negative it is. And so how you get out of it is like, and anticipate miracles. Um, you really shifting your perspective to be ready for like, this is how it was always supposed to be. God is in this. This is God's plan. And really accepting, like, even though I don't understand this and this feels wrong, I could be wrong about this, okay? And really, like, seeing where your limited belief of your child being gay is holding you back from loving your child and loving the reality of that. Okay, the third is not seeing the possibility of change. Um, a natural flow of life is designed for us, like, to flourish and, like, have full potential and giving up ourselves and accepting that life can never change. Like, we really feel like, you've like right now you have this feeling like you've evolved to as much as you're going to evolve. Like we're always kind of feel like we're done. And, um, it really goes against the like creation. Like I believe we study creation so much because we are our own creations. God is creating us continually. And so just like, um, you know, our children that they're continuing to learn and create. So, is he is doing that for us. And so we have to really remind ourselves, like we are supposed to expand and evolve and um, be creative being and think anything is possible. Like our God is a God of miracles. And really, I love to think that that's another one of my favorite thoughts where like, I don't see like the possibility of change. Like, but then again, like, I like to think of like, you know, here I am creating a podcast. My grandparents wouldn't even like, couldn't even fathom zoom or podcast or any of the ways we communicate now with each other and connect like there's so much a possibility that i'm not understanding and that and i take that to my child being lgbtq like i have very limited views of what this means and there's so much possibility here that i'm just going to live in that possibility okay so if you feel very um like things will not change that is fighting with reality number four is we try to control the outcome um, when we are pushing to make like things happen, like we're in a rush, um, if life becomes like really hard work, um, if we are feeling like we need to like do everything we can to fix this or to control this, that is fighting with reality. And the solution of that is to really trust that like what you're focusing on will come to fruition in its own time and its own order, like doing what you love and enjoying every moment as possible, not being in a rush, like really train your mind to focus on, believe it, think it, feel it. Meaning like, I really believe my child will be with us forever. And it serves me really well to 
I don't know how that outcome is going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I serves me so well to think that thought and to live it, believe it, think it, because then I show up with, from my best self for faith and with love and compassion. And I'm not living in fear and worry. I worry, I live in love and understanding. And that gives me access to like taking actions of love and like really being the parent I want to be and being the daughter of God I wanted to be. Okay. Um, number five, looking at challenges as bad versus opportunity. You know, I know when you think about your periods of real growth and real change, they were not in periods probably of ease. I know that is true for me. Like challenges are really opportunities to learn. You know, our, the, part, the part we're good at, like that doesn't challenge us and that doesn't even excite our brain. That we just get so used to, like think about the first time you drove a car. Like that felt so challenging and so hard. And now you don't even think about it. You just get in and drive, right? It doesn't feel stressful or it isn't growing your brain. And we love to create and grow and evolve. We're made to evolve. And that's where like emotionally we're better. So like looking, changing your perspective on when challenges come. Like when my child came out as LGBTQ, <laughs> LGBTQ, I did not view that as, oh, great, this is a great opportunity. But now 10 years in, I'm like, oh my gosh, that opportunity, that classroom, the Lord brought me in to teach me how to love, to challenge some of my thinking, to challenge some of the, um, my judgment I was having for other people. Like, I'm so grateful that he gave me this challenge, this opportunity to like expand my faith, expand my heart. And so I really am trying now to like change my thinking of when challenges come and be like, I want to be like, okay, when am I supposed to be learning here? This is going to be opportunity for me to grow even more. And when I am like, when something bad happens, even like the car being hit, right. That is very kind of a small thing, but I'm like, okay, what is he trying to teach me here? How is he trying to evolve me here? And I really got that. And like, it was so good when like my husband was, it was like, okay, so what do we do now? I was like, oh, like, like John's already like, he does not fight the reality of it. He's just like, okay, this is what it is. Now, how do I want to show up? Okay. The sixth one is, are you using should often? Um, You know, they shouldn't be gay or this shouldn't be happening to our family or why is this happening? You know, like if you're staying in the shoulds or whys, Um, often when we should say should immediately denotes like a non-acceptance of what it already is. And it's like forcing us to question reality. Um, and this is what I call the shooting syndrome, the expectation that something should be different than it actually is. This can only really create discontent with the reality of the experience. So just notice when you have those should thoughts, like should things should be different. They should be different. Life should be different. Um, that is a signal to you that you aren't accepting and it's a kind of red flag to you. And that's where I'm like, how am I wrong about this? How is this perfect? How, um, what am I missing here? Those kind of thoughts help me like get out of the should. Okay. Number seven, um, being rigidly, rigidly attached to your opinions. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, Roe versus Ray just got overturned and, you know, um, it's, I love kind of seeing the debate of it all. You know, I have opinions on both sides. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at with it. And it's really helpful for me to like stay very loose with my perspective, to look at it, read it, see all sides of it. And, you know, it really helps me evolve my understanding about 
myself and life. And we're constantly being going to be offered opportunities to open up our mind, expand our knowledge. And it's whether we accept that invitation or not. Right. And so, you know, realizing when, when you have strong opinions, you know, like this, you're thinking they're wrong. They're not seeing this. Uh, you're being very rigid and it really like you're trying to invalidate their perspective, trying to convince other people. So I really like to treat my opinions as like always evolving, always changing, always learning. And this helps me. And, and it doesn't counter to my faith because what it does is it actually gives me more availability to like have understanding of other people, of their life experience. And then understanding always leads to love for me. It's compassion, understanding, compassion, and love. And um, I really think that's why Christ loves us perfectly because he has such great understanding of how we're thinking and, you know, about us. Um, and the last one I want to go over is believing the world is against you. Like if you are kind of having thoughts of this isn't fair, um, this is too hard. Why am I being punished? You are in victim mode and you're really believing that um, God is not on your team, that God is not in this with you, that you are um, being punished maybe for not doing every commandment perfectly. Um, and I want you to realize like whatever challenge you're having, and you might've like, some of your agency might've caused this challenge, but God is still in this challenge with you. Um, he still really cares about the learning you're going to have and the opportunity you have in this. And when you get out of that victim mode and victim mode is like when we blame shame, right? Where we're like blaming us or feeling shame about it or blaming the world, the universe, that is victim mode. And so getting out of it where you're like, okay, nothing's gone wrong here. This is an opportunity to learn and I'm not being punished. I'm getting given an opportunity. That's when you know, and when you feel not so heavy about it, and that's when you know, like you are going into what I call reality acceptance and reality acceptance is we're able to acknowledge reality as it is and act accordingly instead of fighting it and trying to turn it into something it's not like my car story where I was like, this is so bad. Like I was um, treated Miss Poorly. And my husband was like, oh, your car was hit. Now, what do we do? Right? So like when you get out of fighting with reality, you have more, the whole reason you get out of fighting with reality, because fighting with reality drains all of your emotional energy. And it stops you from being creative about the problem thinking and seeing possibility. It keeps you very stuck. And so once you like let go of the fight, accept it, and you have that reality acceptance, then you have so much um, emotional energy, creativity, and possibility in the circumstance that it doesn't feel so heavy and you kind of work through it and start learning what you um, are learning. And so these are some of, I've told you some of these throughout, but um, these are some of my acceptance thoughts and memories that can help you to get to that mindset of like, nothing's gone wrong. And that's the first one. Nothing has gone wrong. It is what it is. That's one of my um, in-laws favorite saying. It's hard right now, but I could get through this. God is five steps ahead of me. There's learning in this for me. Why do we naturally fight with, oh, those are all. So why do we naturally fight with reality? I want you to know like your brain is created to do that. Like we get a chemical release, dopamine, um, when we like anticipate how it's supposed to go. And then when it goes the way it is. And then if something... It, things are different than what we predicted, that is where our dopamine drops. 
And so that's why we always are kind of fighting with reality because we all always kind of anticipating how it's going to be, our expectations. And then what that um, middle part is where like we call the reward prediction error. And that's where we drop in dopamine. And so you have to kind of override that with your brain because I want you to remember reality doesn't ever hurt. Um, it's what we make reality mean. <laughs> that is what is hurting us. And so Byron Katie is probably the queen of um, accepting what is. That's one of her books. And it's a great book. And letting go, like she, she really teaches, like letting go does not mean not caring. It just means giving space to care about other things and using that emotional energy the most productive way. And one of her probably most famous quotes is, you could fight with reality, but you're, you're going to lose 100% of the time. That fighting with whatever's happening to you is going to be um, a loss for you every single time. And so she has four questions that um, I will put in the show notes to help you. And this is what kind of will get you out of fighting with reality because it kind of expands your mind. And her four questions are, is it true? Can you absolutely know that it is true? How do you react when you believe the thought? And what would you be without that thought? And so, you know, if I was to say, um, say you're grappling with your child just coming out and you're saying, my son is LGBTQ. And you're like, yeah, that is true. I don't want you to answer it on that. I want you to answer it what you make it mean. What is the story behind the fact that your child told you that they, they were LGBTQ? Like, are you thinking that they will not have a good life, that they will not be in heaven, that they, this will be harder for them? that something has gone wrong. Like that, that story behind is what I want you to answer those four questions. And so when you think about like, so say your thought is that they will not have a good life or that they will have a harder life. Then I want you to ask those questions. Is this true? Can I absolutely know that this is true? How do I react when I believe that thought? And what would I be without believing that thought that their life is going to be harder. And I go do this a lot with my clients where, you know, I say, you know, we all imagine what our child's life is going to be. And then they come out and then we create this new story and the new story. I haven't met a parent who hasn't made it this um, tragedy of them being gay. And I want, that's when I want you to kind of question like all the, the things I went over with you of like your beliefs and your, um, your rigid opinions and your possibility for miracles. Like that is where I really want you to question like, it could be so much better. It could be a life, exactly the lessons they're supposed to learn and the relationship they're supposed to have with God. This is the vehicle. This is the road for it. Just kind of open up your possibility of how you're wrong, how your, how your belief system and how you're fighting with the reality of your child being gay, how it's really hurting you today and hurting the way you're interacting with your child, interacting with God and the relationship you're creating because of that. Okay. And so that's like that last one. What would be, what would you be without that thought? Like if you could really believe my child is LGBTQ and they're going to have the exact perfect life they're supposed to, what kind of emotions does that give you and what peace it gives you? All right. I'm going to leave you with that and know that this is work. And this is like, I had to really work through a lot of my beliefs with the coach. So come join me in the Lifted Together community where you could get one-on-one -on -one help from me in that private space, just you and me working through this because none, don't be judgmental of your thoughts. None of your thoughts are wrong. All your belief systems, like it's valid for a reason. You're believing the things you're believing, but are, is what you're believing 
still serving you today? Is it serving you and your relationship? Is it helping your faith, growing your faith, growing your love and your relationship with your child? And that's the work you and I will do is really create the best belief system so that you can accept reality for what it is and realize it doesn't hurt and then create this belief system around it so you could show up empowered, confident, and thriving as an LGBTQ family. All right, I love you. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.